Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural context and explore why your favorite four quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. You know, Dasher. You know Dancer. You know Prancer. And Vixen. Comet. And Cupid. And Donner. And Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous twink of all? <laughs> da, I, da, da, da. I knew you had some sort of bit in there, so I was like, well, I'm not going to ruin the punchline. Womp, Um. Okay. Listen. Coming right out of the bat. No. Let's get the introductions out of the way. I I would just like Who to- Who are you? Hi, I'm Brooke Solomon. Jordan Gustafson. Um, we love talking about cinema. We love talking Boom. about being queer. We love yes. talking about queer cinema, and especially it, at this, the holiday season. Yes. Deck the halls. With, Don your gay apparel. Ooh, I think I say that every year. Everyone is donning their gay apparel. Um, it's holiday movie time. Twenty twenty two. With some un, <laughs> some truly unhinged takes, as always. Yes. Infamous Home Alone episode. Mm-hmm. Um, notwithstanding. This might actually be one of the most rock solid interpretations <laughs> we've ever done. I think this um, might be our most home run episode ever. Today we are talking about technically a TV movie, but without a doubt a four quadrant classic. A hundred percent. Um, <laughs> the 1964 Christmas stop motion animated television special. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think we should say what it was put under for NBC, where it was the General Electric Fantasy Hour. You know, that really just gets you going, you know? Nothing gets you going. Sitting in front of that TV. Give me that GE Fantasy Hour, baby. (laughs) The GEFH. We all know it. We all love it. How Um, many gays were awoke to the GEFH? Okay, no. I I need to just like... Before we get into the takes, sure. there's there's a fact based thing that I really just need to lay out. Yes. If you go on Google right now, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I highly recommend it. You know, this Google. is an interactive episode, www.google.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. And type in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, LGBTQ. <laughs> I would like to read you verbatim what the first page of please, results please. is. This is, I'm not like, this is no, going to be straight yes. from. No, these are facts. The gay subtext of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Vulture. The miseducation of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, (laughs) Um, a legitimate gay icon from film inquiry. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer prompts debate on, uh, impassioned debate on homophobia among critics. Yes, that Rudolph from (laughs) Pink News. Rudolph, the queerest holiday special from the New York fucking Times. Why Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was my first queer hero. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a gay Christmas allegory. The obvious gay subtext of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a queer appreciation. And finally, from the AV Club, we regret to inform you that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is now political. (laughs) (laughs) All the Christians and Republicans are mad. Um, And I really just want to offer up my favorite like lead of possibly all All time. time. Mm -hmm. This is from the film inquiry article, the miseducation of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think I know. I think I've read this one. It's it's so funny. (laughs) Um, Screenwriter Romeo Mueller probably wasn't gunning to make broke back North Pole here, but regardless of authorial <laughs> intentions, Rudolph is gay. Like, really, really gay. And so Incredible. are most of his friends. Thank you so much, Clement Tyler Abrapta. 
I apologize if I butchered your name, but that is without a doubt the single (laughs) funniest sentence I have ever read in an article about this claymation Mm -hmm. reindeer. Uh, It's not technically claymation. Oh, it's stop motion animated. It's stop motion animated, but specifically Rankin and Bass uh, started this type of stop motion, which was um, called an animatic, and they would uh, typically outsource to Japan for their animation. Oh, interesting. Yes, 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 yes. I did a, a... far too deep dive onto Rankin and Bass well, uh, before this. The Rankin and Bass Christmas specials are so iconic. Iconic, yes. Good? Yes. Hmm, interesting. See, well, I, this might be, for once, my childhood bias talking. Oh my god. Oh my god. god the nostalgia leapt out. Fascinating, because the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials were like a staple in our house okay. around the holidays. I'm going to read through and I want you to tell me thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Rapid fire. Rudolph? Thumbs up. The little drummer boy. Thumbs down. Interesting. I assumed <laughs> I that was going to be a slam much. dunk one. I haven't seen that one very much. I remember it being just Isn't, okay. Doesn't he like help with the birth of Christ? Yes. That's, well, for- have you ever listened to the song? Rump-a-bum-bum. He's there. Good for him. Ha- it's happening. Wow. He, yeah. He was... Uh, he really snapped. He was there he when was Christ was born delivering the, the baby. Ch- okay. This is sacrilegious. Okay. Move, uh, Frosty on. the Snowman? Ah. <sighs> I've only seen I it like, once. I feel like Frosty's I'll crazy. give it a thumbs up, yeah. It's like a depressing environmental allegory, yeah. you know? Yeah, Uh Santa Claus is coming to town. Thumbs up, did baby. You, I did not know that Fred Astaire was the narrator yeah. and that Paul Freeze was Burgermeister, Meister, Burger. Burgermeister, Meister, Burger. Is this One like of, about Nazis? N- well, it's it not, sounds not like, right. about Nazis. I read that and I'm like... Are the, they making fun of Nazis? The narrator looks exactly like Fred Astaire, oh, and he like fun. dances around on lampposts. That's and stuff. cute. Okay. Um, Burgermeister Meister Burger is one of the greatest an names icon, for a, a villain legend. in cinematic history. It's definitely, I think, an anti-capitalist film, if I remember okay, correctly. Okay. Even though Christmas as commercialization is inherently very capitalist. Charlie Brown is just like the melancholic, crushing weight of consumerism. Of consumerism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have yet to mention the. Best I was going to ask if so. this was okay. Here comes Peter Cottontail. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never seen that. What? I've seen that. That's Easter. Wrong um, holiday, baby. Okay. Santa, uh, the Year Without Santa Claus. Is this the one? The best. The Rankin and Bass. The Snow Miser. Yes. This is... This, that, is that movie. Is it gay? It's... I feel like, you know, not, snow and heat. Well, listen. They're both very flamboyant mommy's boys. Mm, okay. So Which one are, do with uh, that what you will. Of the two of us, if we're a snow and a heat miser, who are we? Well... I think, hmm, for the sake of the fact that I remember Snow Miser being more of a little stinker, <laughs> that would be you. Okay, I'll take it. From what I remember. I feel like we should do a little holiday edit where our faces are oh, <laughs> Snow God. Miser. Well, but now, miser. do I have it wrong? I don't remember. I might have to... Uh, we'll have to go back and watch. I might have to go back and watch. But let me tell you, every time that song came on that jazzy Such little number it was a full-blown broadway level performance oh, in the living love to room see it. from my sister and i did you watch any of these other ones like they did the hobbit and also the lord of the rings they did no. um nestor the long-eared christmas donkey? i have seen nestor the long-eared what christmas the donkey fuck is that and honestly in kind of similar form to little, little drummer, drummer boy, boy. Okay. i want to say nestor is a donkey that maybe carries 
Mary and Joseph to oh my Jerusalem God. or something like is that. Is there like a cinematic universe they're building? Of, oh my God. Well, well there <laughs> with is, the General Electric Holiday Hour cinematic universe. There is the a G- Rudolph and Frosty movie. Well, there's a. Did you know there's a bunch of sequels? Yes, that, which it's I have so not. Weird. I have not seen any of them because you didn't, did you see uh, that like animated one from the '90s or whatever? That really weird looking. This one? is the only piece of Rudolph media that I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, why you're not a Rudolph stan? I'm not a Rudolph stan, but I actually going off of that, I have a great story for you that I know you'll appreciate. Yes. I feel like traditionally. Every year on one holiday episode, we talk about like some childhood story. Yes, of course. Um, when I was like really little, like probably like three, four or five, we have, I lived in a very old farmhouse growing up. We had, you know, when there are horses <laughs> at Christmas <laughs> Nay, and they yes. like have the, the like string of the bells oh, you yeah, can yeah, put yeah, of around. The Polar yeah. Express baby? Yeah, but like a whole string of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had like a decoration that was like that. It would like Cute. hang on our door. It like jingled when you came, came in, in the door or whatever when i was again like i said very young i could put that on like kind of <laughs> like a cross body yeah, like, like sash, sash thing and i would run around our house <laughs> with the bells on doing the little noise that rudolph's nose makes in this movie can you please can you please do the noise for us <laughs> and my parents remind me of it all the time and sometimes <laughs> imitate what i used to do i would yep yep like little five-year-old me just running around going like they should have known then they were like why the fuck is she so obsessed with this fucking red nose i was also really obsessed with the jungle book so if we want to i don't know something in there something that's Um, crazy yeah so that that's 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 my childhood story about rudolph i i loved this movie honestly you probably could do a good rudolph voice since it was voiced by a woman yeah it's so so iconic it's uh it's like babe how does he even talk it's just like oh no. like i can't, I can't that was do it. far too southern i don't know if i could either like all of the there's not a single person in this who talks like a normal person yeah everyone is insane like this, in this movie the thing that i i need to like really drive home is that even though this is a holiday classic it's from 1964 yes. like it's you watch a wonderful life Nobody talks normally in that movie. Yeah, but it's a perfect movie. This is a perfect movie. Well, actually, no, this is not a perfect movie. But <laughs> this I movie would be perfect if they didn't like have the last little heteronormative button at the end. Well, I mean, they have to because course, they were in the animatics like yes. rough cut, and they were like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> is this a Rudolph fella a little gay? No, the thing is that it's like. There are so many gay people in this movie. Yes, yes, there is. I would just like to backtrack for one second. Yes. Oh, no, I, please. I looked up this 19... So it's a 1998 animated movie. And just some of what's going on in here, I feel like I might need to see this despite the fact that it has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So the logline for the new Rudolph is, it's up to Santa's most famous reindeer to save the day when an evil queen conjures up a snow on Christmas. The evil queen is Storm Ella, the evil ice queen, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. Then you have Bob Newhart, John Goodman, Debbie Reynolds, all voicing characters. Bob Newhart is um Leonard the Polar Bear, and there's a Slyly the Fox. This looks awful. That actually sounds terrible. God. Yeah. And the other spinoff, the Rudolph and Frosty, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. I didn't know that Frosty had a wife. I mean. What? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, is <sighs> it? Uh, they, I feel like a, a classic thing in these like little animatics for kids. Like everyone likes to talk about like compulsory heterose- heterosexuality, yes. but like it's so real in like children's cartoons. Yes. 
the yes. the the wholesome family value of especially old children's cartoons like basically without a doubt is very much structured around like the heterosexual family unit 100 percent. i'm I mean, not saying this movie it's, specifically i'm not saying it's significantly a bad thing but like for example in this movie let's let's just think about rudolph you know rudolph has a lot of qualities that we know about him sure he's an outcast he struggles i I have a question would you say he's a misfit he is a misfit Mm. he has some light daddy issues (laughs) light he wants to be really he wants to be liked and we root for him um and in this movie he he meets a another reindeer her name (laughs) is clarice she goes on to solve crimes um with the fbi yeah clarice is a girl who talks like a 40 year old woman end of character traits (laughs) did you know do you know what donner's wife's name is uh i actually don't mrs donner (laughs) they couldn't even partner him up with like blitzen right or something just change the gender of a different reindeer Uh, no 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 no, like no you don't even get to be one of the 12 main reindeer you're mrs donner mrs donner i always thought that that was so weird that like first of all they invented a female wife love interest reindeer and how do you know she's a woman she has eyelashes eyelashes. (laughs) she does have a bow yes Yes. (laughs) and you who also has eyelashes in this fucking movie hermie yeah His fucking coiffed hair i also but the thing is like so billy may richards is yes. the, the woman who gives the voice of rudolph which technically means that rudolph and clarice is a femme for femme relationship we or at least to, i have to stand i choose that i can read it that way <laughs> so and there you that. go <laughs> um it, yeah this is the movie where you put it on with your your QQ rainbow glasses on and you're like <laughs> wow the closet is wide ice. open <laughs> not glass not, when was ice. the last time you saw this because i we like have our, our christmas movies we've talked about this before <laughs> polar uh, express the, polar the express. most cursed every, christmas movie every of new, all time every uh, christmas eve i get that hot hot oh we've got it Hot chocolate. hot hot chocolate yes yep. um but uh, i have not seen this movie in uh many a year and mm-hmm. so when i threw on this 55 minute film on youtube because for some reason you have it's to purchase free. it yes um, but it is on youtube shout out to whatever person uploaded it I had not seen this in maybe 10 years yeah if not more i was not ready for the bombardment of queer content that was headed in my direction whether it be quotes whether it be affectations stereotypes everything it was just across the board perhaps one of the gayest movies we have ever watched yeah it's actually like crazy yes it it, it really is under this dare i say patina of heterosexuality (laughs) because i really do think that that's like the best way to put it yes like there's that horrible love song between rudolph and clarice Please, please sing for us i will not there's always tomorrow. tomorrow. It's horrible. Where she starts horrible, horrible, crooning horrible. like a 50s lounge singer. I, that's the, is that the song where he like literally like sheds a tear in the middle yes. of it? Yeah. Yes. Um, there's like these little heterosexual like woodland creatures that <laughs> pop up around them and yes. they're all coupled off and, yep. and it's just, you're like, not only does this song have no bearing on, on the anything. literally anything, but there's a line in there though that is a little gay. 
where she goes, we all pretend the rainbow has an end and you'll be there, my friend, someday. So she's like, guess what? At the end of the rainbow, when you have your gay little fling, I'll be there for you when you have to come back to heteronormativity. Not only is this a little bit of a femme for femme relationship because I said so, it is also a lavender marriage. For sure. I have about like 13 different types of queer reads on this. I think there's a trans narrative you could put on this. I, I, I definitely. Think. You definitely could. <laughs> this reminds me of... Uh, you're going to laugh so hard at this yes. sentence. This reminds me of when we talked about Mulan. Mm, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> in 2020. And Good we were call. like, there's literally any type of queer reading you want to do, as well as the overall queer reading you yes. can put on this movie. Yep. And it, it feels ridiculous to say, but Rudolph like legitimately reminds me of that yeah no rudolph's a queer icon no matter Rudolph which, a queer which icon. way you slice i literally it. just read you an entire page of google results <laughs> every- about i'm telling you like published scholarly articles yes. in very well respected like magazines and mm-hmm. online sites this is not like whoever the queer quadrant dot blogspot dot com like this <laughs> this shit this is, is the new york times i could write it. i could write a, a like a thesis yes a, on this i do have a yeah. question though of all of the queer content i feel like there's one tweet in specifically that has outpassed any sort of queer reading or content on this and okay. it, it is about a queer person but it's sort of within the context of a uh, a straight couple and it's every left leftist girl's boyfriend looks like Yukon Cornelius and yeah. I feel like we see that every single Christmas there is not a Christmas that has gone by where I have not seen that tweet or Yukon <laughs> Cornelius in some way shape or form Yukon Cornelius is a fucking icon he's and also he's gay. He the best part of the movie yeah yes Yes. So good. Yukon Cornelius is the best. The thing is, what is heterosexual about living in the woods with a bunch of dogs? Nothing. Like, well, I think that's the what's he is beautiful just about it. It's Northern cottage core. He maxes out his masculinity in such a way that like loops back around to being queer. And that's why I think the character works so well because it's like a play on masculinity. Like he's playing into it, you yeah. know? He's inherently like the classic like bear mask you see who but, loves like, lifting. But like emphasis and... on like bear. Yes. As opposed to like libertarian. Right. Yes. You know? Specifically. Yes. yes. I mean, if Yukon Cornelius was in real life, he would probably date you. Like he's your type maybe, right? Yeah. 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 Oh no, that does that leave me with Hermie? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean. Little twink. <laughs> I love Hermie. He just wants to start a little dentist. He just wants to be a dentist. One of the most unhinged jobs Why? you can wish for. I have to, every time I watch this movie, I wonder why that's what they went with. Like, like obviously it does technically have a plot like that makes sense where he pulls out it? the abominable snowman's Tooth. teeth so that he's not like a threat Do anymore. Do you think they, they worked backwards from that? But like, why is that the conclusion <laughs> that you come to? It's insane. Like, the that that's also only half of the resolution with the Bumble, aka yes. the Abominable Snowman, because he falls off a cliff with Yukon Cornelius in this fifty-five minute movie. Like we think someone died. Yeah. Actually, multiple people Everyone thinks within the universe of this movie are seen as dead. Clarice and Mrs. Donner go they out think to Rudolph find them. Yes. Has died. 
after they just yeeted out of there. Look, they were going on their college trip to find themselves on Misfit Island. Yes. Or the Island of Misfit Toys, sorry. Island of Misfit Toys, yes. On, you mean like queer? Yes, queer island. island. Yes. <laughs> the big gay island yeah. of gays. Yes, where Charlie the Jack in the Box meets them. Yes. We're going to come back to the Island we have, of Misfit I think, Toys. I think the best way to go through this is literally like the, the plot, plot. Because at literally every point we have something to say. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Well, should we talk a little bit about like how this came to be because this is so probably famous and i think it's because it's just like it's so wholesome but it's it's so cute aside from some terrible songs but it's so sweet i love the style of animation it's it really just, good it, i feel like this is something where like i throw it on and i can literally like feel like the chill mm. of like a december in new england i wonder why you don't like elf because elf is very much cribbing on this sort of aesthetic when he's in the north pole i think that like okay i i famously hate elf to me elf is so like (sighs) to me elf is just like not funny (laughs) (laughs) i uh like uh, Rudolph, here's what it is. Rudolph is an extremely charming movie. Yes, it is. And it's also obviously a movie made like only for children. Right. Um, Elf is extremely grating and not, ch- like I don't think Elf is just charming. Not for you. I it's, like it's Elf, really not. but it's just not for you. It's, it's just not. And I think that it is also this weird thing where it's like, it's a movie designed for adults and kids alike. And I throw it on and I literally feel like I have a headache immediately because of all the sugar and syrup that's getting shoved down you it's just too it's yeah. weirdly too juvenile too for, for me in a I way that it. i think like rudolph kind of has like this weird sort of like old-timey elegance to I think it because it is so old and because it is so specific in the animation style that like i don't even know if i like it or dislike it but it just like exists in this sort of upper echelon of like classic christmas movies where like are they good? Are they bad? I don't know, but they're, they're like Christmas so movies. Deeply ingrained. It's I, like Frosty. Charlie Brown's a fucking perfect movie. So not Charlie Brown, but like to me, like the Grinch, maybe. Ugh. Well, the you Grinch, don't like the Grinch. The Grinch, the cartoon is great. That's what I mean. Okay, great. No, the Jim Carrey Grinch. The Jim Carrey is Grinch is a movie that can burn in every single layer. So at layer least we of hell. agree on that. Sort of like I mean, I feel worse about the Jim Carrey Grinch, but like that is the level to me that Elf is on. I know That's, that I know that I have that some, is. A take. I know that there's a. I have some haters. Yes. I, I understand. I understand. I'm I'm owning it. You right. know. I'm as owning long it. as you know. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. To me, a year without a Santa Claus was always the Rankin and Bass that we would watch the most. Like I've you know unequivocally seen that more than I've seen Rudolph. Sure. Because I think it's inarguably better. Yeah. And I like the protagonists much better. What happens in that movie? Okay. So there are It's two... a year without Santa, of course. Yes. It's a... First of all, the first 20 minutes are like literally so sad. Does Santa die? Is, does no. Santa die? Santa essentially has seasonal depression. Uh, <laughs> this is don't why we you all. like the movie. Um, I felt really seen as a eight-year-old. You're like, God, it's setting so dark. God, I'm also me. sad. Um, He's like tired. Like, he's like, I don't want to be Santa anymore. It's too hard. People don't appreciate me. I just want to go to bed and, like, sleep for a year. So it's like they have to get the juice back for Christmas. Yes. And they basically have to make Santa know that, like, kids all around the world, like, actually care about him. But this is, it's in, I love how I'm describing the plot of a completely different movie right now. It's in, it's in a world where everyone, like, believes that Santa exists, like, without a doubt. Like, him retiring, like, makes the headlines. Interesting. Um, And there's this one town that it never snows for christmas um and basically these two elves like get out to go try and like 
fix some things, make people know that Santa, uh, make Is, Santa know yeah. that people care about him. They go out with a baby reindeer. She's so cute. cute. Um, and they like crash land because it's it's too hot in this town. Um, where it never snows and they disguise the <laughs> the baby deer as a dog and they meet this kid and he's basically <laughs> this like is, this is insane it's so good he th- this kid is basically like i will help you with this santa issue if you can make me a promise that like it snows here for like one day on christmas Aww. and this is where like heat miser and snow miser come I'm in mr um, heat miser and it's the best christmas movie because the engine of like the whole thing and literally how everyone's problems get solved are mother earth and mrs claus oh good for mrs claus mrs claus she snaps in that one such a legend in that movie she's like i'm gonna play santa she dresses up as him she's basically like i'm gonna make sure these kids get their fucking presents come rain or shine why was that mrs claus not in this one where mrs claus is just a berating wife who's just like i cook yeah and then he sneezes and it sounds like a trombone yes yeah it's so weird because like the all the designs are very similar like the santa in this looks exactly like the santa Santa? oh he's not young in that one no what's the um mm. Santa Claus is coming to town. town. That's when he goes into disguise as like a, a nice elderly man in what's the, in town. There's isn't there a Santa where he has like ginger Wait, no. hair? That's also a year without a Santa Claus. Or what's the it? one where he remember. has red hair and he's like kind exactly of a cutie? I know exactly what you're talking about, you know? but I don't remember which one. It it's is. fine. I, I, I'm sorry if anyone is yelling. I at feel us. like there's one um, where he's like a Jesus allegory. It's like the rise of Santa is like equated to the rise of Christ. Oh my God, you're. S- I think that you're right, but I have no idea which movie it is. It's fine, but you know, you know the one I I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I think it's Santa Claus is coming to town. Hold up, is let that, me look it up. You know what? I think that is the one because in a year without a Santa Claus, I think he also goes in disguise. Okay, here it is. Everyone is in disguise. Santa Claus is coming to town. Movie images. Yup. Yup. Young Santa. He has a beard hot in this young one. Santa, he hot fucks. young Santa and <laughs> hot young Mrs. Claus, and they definitely fuck. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we we remembered that. Anyway, that's the Rankin and Bass Cinematic Universe. <laughs> bring um, it back. Bring it back. Bring okay. it back. Let's let let let's talk about. Okay. Wait. So the production of this movie. movie. Yes. Rudolph first aired in 1964, December 6th on NBC during the, as we famously said, General Electric Fantasy Hour. We all know this it. This is based it. on the Johnny Mark song in 1949, which is based on the poem in 1939. Boom. So we're at our second stage of adaptation already. How wild would it have been to just turn on the radio and hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as like a new song? Yes. Like that is actually crazy. it's like when mariah dropped her oh, song her. yeah and everyone was just like oh wow this is like what is must christmas that here year have been like <sighs> if we I could go know. back did you see her you know, post where she was yeah, like it's time i i did feel like that two years ago when mm. one taylor allison swift <laughs> dropped the hit single christmas tree farm which is actually a great fucking it's not song. Bad. It is that not I, bad. Okay, good. I was like, have you listened to it? Because I think you would vibe with yeah, it. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Well, we famously good. have very similar Christmas song tastes. Yeah, I like the bops. Yeah. As with everything. Of Although course. there's nothing better to me than decorating a tree with like Burl Ives and Bing Crosby crooning yes. in the background. No, I, I think there's that. Um, I think there's two lines and I think it's either like it's the earnest, wholesome energy and there's like the pop bangers. And the thing about oh, bisexuality is both can exist at the same time. Is you can have both and you're actually getting forgetting the secret third gender oh religious christmas baby uh i i brusque a little bit at those all day every day what's your favorite religious one go tell it on the mountain is pretty lit sure hark the herald angels sing a classic glory 
I mm, I like it in uh, Charlie Brown where it sounds like 13, 12 year olds screaming. It's that so funny. movie is actually so haunting. Like it's, it's like a really good movie, but like it's depressing. It's that's honestly like that's why I like a year without a Santa Claus because okay. like I'll have to watch it's it. Fucking, there's a rendition of Blue Christmas that's like legitimately really upsetting. Ooh, anyway, Blue Christmas may be one of my favorite Christmas songs. A great Christmas song, of course. It's so sad boy. Yes. Um. Okay. okay. So that's what happens. Rangin and Bass. This is the longest continuously running Christmas special of all time. You hear that, people? Four that's, quadrants. It's minimum on a thousand screens every single Christmas that, Eve day. Like I don't know how to say that that's not four quadrants. No. No, yeah. the only other two things I have is they went to get Canadian voice actors because there was a larger talent pool and it is cheap. And then in the credits, Billy Mae Richards was shortened to Billy Richards because I did not want to reveal that a woman voiced Rudolph. Yep, and they they credited her <sighs> with like Billy spelled like the traditional male way. B-I-L-L-Y, yes. I'm telling you, this shit goes all the way to the All the way to, to the, the top. top. <laughs> Boom. Okay, first things first. Uh, I have actually never, my first note is that I have actually never seen a uh, talking snowman, which Burl Ives in this as Sam the snowman assumes that everyone has. What? We've all seen a talking snowman. I have not, sir. I also have not. I do love this, like, there's this, like, the opening number of Burl Ives just kind of, like, going around, like making trees he, like, look christmasy the way he moves where he like yes. shimmies his whole body i jordan you can't see it but jordan is doing, doing a an accurate perfect impression it's, of how it's the arms and the hips burl ives as sam the snowman yes moves it's so great i actually love it this, is, so this is what i love about animation is like the different ways that it feels boring to be like the different ways that they make things move, but you, like, <laughs> yes, you know no. what I mean. There was, did um, you see, there was a tweet recently that was, it had three things and it was like Pixar. Yes. Stop motion. And then and like a different claymation. Like, oh like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was showing like the ways in the which characters ways. like move. And I'm like, cool. that is the juice in this movie. Like that is why I love it because the characters are moving in fun. Yes. Not claymation as you said, but like that toy, it's like toy stop motion yeah you know what i mean it's so cute and i Did love you have rudolph toys you had to have had rudolph toys in your house um i told you i had my imagination and a fucking horse cross body belt thing that was all i needed the... i did have a not pair... like one little rudolph thing no i had a pair of antlers though that i okay. like i had an- headband antlers you know yeah, i yeah, think yeah. i would put those on too when i ran around <laughs> oh my god we need a photo there of that. probably is a photo of it and i will ask my parents and see if <laughs> i can get it to tweet um because it probably does exist because i did it all that's so good but you know i'm not i was never a toy kid i know but we i had toys from this movie and i wasn't a big fan of this movie but when i was a big fan of things i literally like didn't really get i didn't ask for toys of them it just never crossed my mind it lived rent free well i wanted to just act it out like that's what i wanted to do every time i liked something okay i feel like rhett would have been yukon cornelius like um, if you were acting out the oh yeah she loved that guy yeah because Rhett's dream life well not in the snow because she doesn't like the cold but Rhett's literal literal dream life is living in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of dogs and like a flannel see right there call look at that call yeah go me go go you um okay okay so we have not seen a talking snowman but I would like to say first and foremost Burl Lives the Sand the Snowman is gay that's our first gay character yeah. Don't worry, there's going to be a lot of them. There's more coming. Simply the um, tweed vest and bowler hat mm-hmm. and umbrella combo. Yes. It's giving dapper gentleman. Ooh, it is. It's giving 1960s. He goes to a bar 
there's a little wink wink there's a dialogue that extra they get bar yeah behind the bar Ooh, they push um, a button the also, bar moves his decorating taste impeccable it's silver so, and yeah, gold it's, God, it's the so, man has taste he knows what he's doing silver listen silver and gold we're gonna be making a lot of mm. potentially mm. stereotypical <laughs> leaps in this episode considering yes. it was made in the 60s and this is maybe how like the red scare began um <laughs> joseph mccarthy taking notes <laughs> joseph mccarthy in the past watching this movie being like waistcoat He's, why am i getting turned on wants to, to be Sam a dentist snowman a check like i just you know we're gonna be making some leaps yes. just roll with it know that it's all out of love mm-hmm. and that we are being hyperbolic for the sake mm. of being hyperbolic except for the fact that i truly do believe that there is a queer read on okay, every character yes, in this too. film however i still believe regardless of your sexuality you should wear all the tweed waistcoats and little bowler hats Absolutely. that you want and have excellent decorating taste yes. in uh, christmas trees yes and it has the best this brings us to the best single title card of all time which is burl ives tells the story of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer that is the hardest title <laughs> card ever burl lives had that poll they did he his did. uh they did like his portion of this as later animation mm-hmm. when they like decided that he was gonna like bookend basically the movie um and they specifically the would have been like 20 minutes i then. know i don't know what they were supposed to fill it with more dentist business maybe it's just truly it's such a bizarre yes. plot and they made the snowman look like him and it's very cute and like him uh you know just drifting gently through the woods and singing silver and gold makes me so happy it's so wistful um it's it's so the, oh fuck i forgot to ask you did you see the Rankin and bass wizard of oz animation no because i haven't either listen i when i was a kid there was like the book version of things and then yes. if there was a movie it was one movie right. like i was not interested in seeing multiple versions of things like there was this really obscure alice in wonderland like live action oh from when i was a kid yes, there is. do you know what i'm talking I about know. there's there, there's like the like a really early one there's a alice in wonderland like live action tv show oh i've never that is scary i've never seen that i have seen once upon a time in wonderland the spinoff of once upon a time on abc <laughs> who uh, is that show sebastian stan is sebastian the stan is the mad hatter yeah. but he's not in the spinoff show he's only in an episode of once upon a time yeah too big listen there is you you will appreciate the story this is all it's the first episode of the holiday is always like the childhood we story. something like, in Solomon today. This anyway, makes me so happy. So the the Alice in Wonderland that I like. Yes. First of all, I was obsessed with Alice in Wonderland, but I'm a brunette. Alice is traditionally a always blonde. a blonde. There is this one fucking live action movie yes. from like probably the 80s or 90s in which she has an orange pinafore and she is a brunette. Mm. And that is the Alice in Wonderland that I watched and I did not watch any others. So you haven't seen the Disney? I mean, I have. Right, but, but you like, were like, boo hiss. I was like, I never want to see that ever again. Is it a good movie? I don't remember. <laughs> we should go back. Couldn't tell you. Gay. It was the same with the the Peter Pan live action. With oh, like you the were cute 2003 Peter Pan live that action. That everyone was obsessed mm-hmm, with. As mm-hmm. soon as I saw that, game over. Never wanted to see the animated Ginger one. Peter Pan, dead. Ever again. And The Wizard of Oz, like I was so obsessed with the original. That, right, like, of course. I was like, no. no other. Uh, yeah. Get it out of here. We were the same. Yeah. I went as Dorothy for Halloween multiple times. And I made Retko as Toto. God, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We should do it. We could do a Wizard of Oz one Did year. Did you ever go as anyone from Wizard of well, Oz? Well, I was the lion for the play. Right. But, but never, I never for Halloween. as Halloween. I was actually thinking about Jordan, that. Jordan, next year we're healing your inner child. Well, what I would do is I would want to do Tin Man, but like I wouldn't want to do like a cheap. I would want to go 
like as accurate as humanly possible. Like I would want a whole thing around me that I would knock and it would sound hollow. All right. If well, I tweeted or like did a toot, it would you go want, boop, boop. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. get right on designing that after we finish talking about Rudolph. Rudolph. Okay. Back to um, this. Um, first note. I don't know if you have another note no. in Burr Lives, but when we go to Santa in Christmas Town, Christmas that's Town. the first note. Christmas Town? Not I thought it was the North Pole. The North Pole? No, it's specifically Christmas Town. The elves are um, making heterosexuality incarnate. Yep. Um, Working as serfs under Santa in his castle. Yes. All the boys wear blue mm-hmm. and all the girls wear pink Boo-ness. and they're all partnered up. Yep. And it is just very domestic indentured servitude. It's so awful. Isn't that nice? Yeah. No, it's great. Um, And like we, we already called out Mrs. Claus. They're like not, they're kind of coded as like Eastern European. Definitely. Weirdly. Yes, the castle, the way that their accents. And the, yeah, it, it, it's weird. Their clothes and all those, the vibes are not right. I, I don't understand why. I Mrs. Claus is just berating eat, poor Santa. Eat. But then also Santa is like an asshole to everyone. Yeah. Santa does not come off well in this movie. No. Actually, really, the only characters that come off well in this movie are the band of misfits, a.k.a. the gays. Yes. Because you know who fucking sucks? Donner. Mm-hmm. Rudolph's You know dad. who also sucks? Mrs. Donner. <laughs> and who is like the little asshole who like oh, also hates Rudolph? I got you here. It's Fireball. Fireball. So excuse me. There is a lo- I was I read this in one of the articles and I didn't know this because of the voice actor, but there's doubling for pretty much everyone. I, that, it's it's so got, classic. And, but yeah. every good gay then has the inverse evil gay. Yes. So it's like it's so Aslan. Sorry. Uh, um, Thunderbolt or whatever the fuck no, his name no, is. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're forgetting that the flying lion with wings and a crown has the gayest name of all time which is king moon racer like sorry so king moon racer and santa are voiced by the same person yes fireball and And charlie Charlie are voiced by the same person yes Yes. so it's like you're you're gay and you're also heterosexual yes even the head elf who's like a dentist a dentist <laughs> voices a bunch of misfit toys including the cute little polka dot elephant yes um, i need to i think i'm gonna go bananas on like the voice stingers <laughs> in this because it can it is not said enough how insane people talk in this movie i love it, it makes, it's so a dentist? <laughs> what you don't like to make toys no okay i don't know why god this is this is a crazy episode i don't know why but you saying a dentist in that cadence reminds me so much of a llama he's supposed to be dead um i i I can't stop thinking about it huh oh my god it's so good yeah no but like this is really like at like not even at its core like on the surface a movie about how oppressive parental figures mm-hmm. should not stop you from living your non-traditional dreams queer dreams yes like it's crazy yeah i mean donner when he's like you'll be a- i want to get his fucking voice so bad good luck with that it's like you'll be a little buck <laughs> as soon as he grows up yeah it's like wow it- that was actually really good <laughs> it's something like that you'll wear it and you'll like, like it yeah you know it's that and you're like donner shut the fuck up now how can you overlook that 
His beak blinks like a blinking beacon. Sure, it'll stop as soon as he grows up, Santa. Well, let's hope so if he wants to make the sleigh team someday. This is not only like forcing heteronormativity on your children, but it's literally like you're going to hide it and you're going to go play with the other young bucks Mm -hmm. because that is what no son of mine is going to be have a red nose or whatever it is. There's um, that part where they're like, and for a year, the Donner family did a good job hiding Rudolph's dot, non-conformity. Dot, dot, non-conformity. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Do you think they knew in the writer's room? Like, they yeah. had to have something. They, Someone must have been like, this is a little, a little gay. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you, how you don't. I mean- you know, my kind of like basic reading is that like this is a movie that tells kids it's okay to be different, and right. it is course, okay to be course. different. Yes. Um. However, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that the difference that is like pressed on so much in this movie. Well, with Hermie, it is like his passion. Like, it's okay to have a different passion than sure, maybe like right. the family business. But like specifically for Rudolph and specifically for the misfit toys, it is about having something about you that has nothing to do with who you are as a person that causes other people to ostracize you. Mm -hmm. Like it is specifically about some form of like oppression. Yes. And not about it's okay to want to be a dentist instead of wanting to carry on the family business. Like really at the end of the day, everything that like the arc that Rudolph undergoes with the help of the misfit toys and their fabulous gay, gay leader, King moon dancer is, (laughs) Is about like learning that you're not defined right. by what other people yes. think is wrong with you. Yes. I think you could obviously apply this to like, you know, different forms of right. prejudice very, very easily. Of course. Um, but I just you know, think the queer for reading our purposes, is the easiest read under it. I think it's like, and the, also that's, that's what, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Like, no, of that's course. what we're here to do. But it's, yeah. it's like, I think what's so fascinating for at least like this is like so much about Christmas is like the corporatization, the capitalization of you know, the holidays. And that's what everyone talks about. Like Santa is like, if you step back, like the emblem of capitalism of yeah. the holidays, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like in this movie, Santa is acting as that figure where he is like the crushing weight of capitalism comes for the gays. And like, he yeah. literally like by living within Santa's surf, you know, dumb <laughs> surf, dumb castle, awful Christmas town, you have to, you know, conform yourself to these like, classic christian early 60s ideals extremely heterosexual idea yeah i like you literally if you are an elf you have to put on your little your like little... gender specific outfit right. and go to your little workshop right make and, your like, dumb little toys if you want to be a dentist you literally have to escape work and climb out the window and run away to the woods <laughs> i don't want to work i quit i simply do not dream of labor um <laughs> <laughs> unless it's being a dentist um but it's like in, then within that it's yes. like sort of the college liberal experience is like they <laughs> go out and they go on their journey <laughs> i completely agree with you but the sentence you know if you think about it rudolph is really about the college liberal experience is the funniest possible sentence i'm so, sorry second funniest after broke back north pole yes iconic um no i yes. wish i could quit you i agree this is loki a study abroad movie yes it is <laughs> they go out they come back with some tattoos they come back with some communist well, thoughts the, well the thing is that rudolph pulls a mufasa and like grows up yes in, wait he comes back Simba, with his horns incorrect lion i'm so sorry like he comes back like all grown up you're basically. buffed out so so he can pull this leg because he's, right. he's a little baby 
He's so small. So he goes through um like puberty out on his own, aka he like discovers his sexuality right, out on his own, hard. and then returns to heteronormative society yes as a fully realized adult mm-hmm. aka you can only return to your small town once you are like you yes. know comfortable with, with yourself your gay self however though when he comes back in this movie he can't be comfortable with himself he has to reconform he basically does to have these to people because he has to go end up being with clarice and ultimately like all of his work is just because capitalism gets use out of him. Yeah. What happens if his nose doesn't glow so bright in the night anymore, yeah. Brooke? Like literally, but also what happens if like it's a clear night? He's fucked. And of they course, like the whole crux of the song is that like, but it wasn't a clear night. But <laughs> what we're saying is that like. But what if it was? No, but the thing is that it's like you're saying that circumstantially that's the only way he's important. Right. Yes. You're only saying you're saying that his only use to the super ego of Santa Claus at the North Pole is through like Brooke. <laughs> labor. Brooke's pose and how she's <laughs> delivering this dialogue is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I look like I'm about to like go in on some senator. <laughs> you look like Lydia Tarr about to talk to a child in a class. Oh um, my God. The, the, the Vulture article quote the gay subtext Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. by Brian Moylan, which I think I will be referencing quite a bit because sure, sure, sure. it really is like it lays out the, so the, well the thesis, like yeah. every single part of of the movie. I think that they 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 talk about kind of like what we were talking about with the the study abroad nature of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a study abroad movie um, for this sure. is literally so funny. Like I cannot believe that this is like a real article that I'm like reading with my yes. own too. I mean this like as a compliment. Like no, yes. like this is I think this is like right, we're not critiquing. We're like, "Hey, what is this writing?" Yes, go. <laughs> Pop Quote, off. "The woods that Rudolph and Hermie explore could be equated to a traditional cruising ground." Oh my god. Like the rambles in Central Park or Hampstead Heath in London, both notorious for the availability of anonymous male and male sexual encounters. Um, Now that these two young gay men have met each other, they realize that the oppression of sexual conformity they've been living under their whole lives is a total sham. So it is about going out and getting liberal ideas, but it also is about going into the woods to To have some sex. Well, I mean, when they meet you, Corn Cornelius, what is their pose? But they are face down, ass up. Mm Hmm. So, um, Cornelius is what we would now call a bear quote from the same vulture article. Uh, Cornelius is the original lumber sexual. Oh my. Correct. Sexuality. Uh, I love a lumber sexual. I gotta say, although the term lumber sexual is in fact a turn off because it is Mm. a horrifying Uh, term. I hate it. But anyway, I would just like to thank Brian Moreland of, uh, vulture.com for his, uh, article. And thank you, sir. As well as all the other people that have written queer articles about About Rudolph. We will honestly post a thread because I swear to God, this is one where maybe there was too much for us to go through. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I, maybe this is like, it's almost like that thing. Like, you know, we've covered the matrix or like, you know, a point break or whatever. Like this is that stressful one where you're like, there's just a lot on this. Like, I don't know if we're up to the task. Well, you know, I think we are, but yeah. Oh, I think please, we, we got this. I don't know if we're jumping too much ahead, but oh boy, yes. I wanted to say, so the aforementioned reindeer games, AKA like boys play football, mm-hmm. um, that Donner forces Rudolph into like, he is bullied for his red nose when his mm-hmm. like little fake, Nose. When his fucking costume of a nose comes on, and Clarice is like, "Why do you talk like that?" And he goes, "Why don't we talk like, like, like what? Like what? Um, you mean when he stops passing? Yes, 
exactly. He is bullied by the other reindeer babies, including Fireball, but also he is literally expelled. Yes, they're literally, get the fuck out. Oh, I'm sorry. He can't play sports because something is different about him that Hmm. doesn't conform to maybe what people think a traditional boy is. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Something to stew on, perhaps? Something to stew on. Um, And at the same time, while that's going on, we have fucking Mr. Dentist not being able to build anything, and he literally yeets out of there after his (laughs) Misfit song, because he's like, I'm going to go start being a dentist. Hermes, like desire to be a dentist and like practice like surgery on the little dolls that he's supposed to be making is it's insane so funny to me it's so dumb once again i really need to know about like the who what was going through rankin and bass's heads i don't know actually i mean really we should say uh romeo mueller who who were you someday i'd like to be a a dentist a dentist you know he wrote like basically all the uh rankin and bass yeah he wrote all of them in one day (laughs) (laughs) and they just shot him over multiple years that is so rude to probably his very hard working life i'm sorry i'm sorry i mean Um, just her her, i'm just fascinated with hermy and his twink life would you say that for rudolph he is like someone that rudolph looks up to and admires when they head out together because he is like hermy is not afraid of who he is yes hermy unabashedly knows he's like i am a dentist and i don't want to work here and nothing is nothing is going to change the fact that i i desire to be a dentist that's interesting internalized versus externalized like uh sort of like struggle with queerness but i like that they're like friends right away that they're like instantly kindred spirits um i think that rudolph in many ways has like more pressure riding on his shoulders because hermy doesn't have a family in the same way that rudolph does like he just has his boss right yeah he has no family well it's never you know in this 55 minute christmas special oh we need the world building a little shoddy gotta say a little sweaty we don't you don't like (laughs) You don't like toys. No. Um, you never find out like where the elves come from if they're just no. kind of like they're popped there. into existence. Cause like they're of varying sizes, obviously, for animation. Like the boss is like bigger and yeah. he's mad. But like all the other how ones are old the is same. Hermie supposed to be? Don't know. Never know. He never grows older while no. Rudolph does. So Good it's point. like what if Hermie got like yoked? No, but also like Him a are they just kind of like these immortal automatons? Probably. Do you think they're like robotic? Yeah. Oh my God. He's an AI who gains sentience. <sighs> this wow. is actually what AI artificial intelligence <laughs> is about. I also really like that in that they were like, okay, clearly we need a design choice to make Hermie feel a little different from all the other elves. Yes, so they so gave him, him look gay. the twinkiest possible <laughs> swoop of blonde hair. Yes. An ascot. Hair gel could not hold that baby. No, not, like, not one bit. And they do give him eyelashes. Yes. Like all, and his lips are the same as the other women elves. Yeah. So I don't know if it was kind of like, it's very possible. They're like, fuck, we ran out of heads for these stupid elves. Like they just reused. Let's just use like, uh, you know, one of the heads from one of the female elves sure. that we have over here. No one's going to know. But guess what? We know. We, we noticed. noticed. We saw. We noticed and now we're making it gay. And that's your problem. Um, Whoever, Rankin and Bass. I think I'm looking at these quotes here. Some of the stuff that Donner says to his son and calls him is kind of ridiculous. He uses bub a lot. Yeah. Which I noticed, which is kind of ridiculous. Well, we'll simply have to overlook it. How can you overlook that? 
His beak blinks like a blinking beacon. It's very prototypically macho, and I yes. do respect this like '60s cartoon for being like, "Hey, being hyper mask is not always the way." Because I don't think there's any read on what you're like. Yeah, Rudolph is like a really like butch dude. No, like he is effeminate. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, I think he and Hermie are like two oh, yeah. effeminate, two feminine souls guys. And yeah. um, Clarice, who is the female Doe, by the way, who has one character trait is that she is a woman a girl, likes him because Why? of that. Like, she doesn't like Fireball, who kind of has a thing for her. Right? She's like Fireball prefer... with like a little blonde hair. He, he's so cute. I know he's like a little asshole. <laughs> Fuck but Fireball. He's so cute. That motherfucker is homophobic, Brooke. Don't you dare call I him know, cute. I know, but I like his little. I like his little hair. The hair's fun. Um, like she tells Rudolph that he's cute. And Do it, you think like, that she just wants fly. like a gay best friend? Ally of the year. Yeah, I'm telling you, lavender marriage. Let's go. <sighs> wow, I put her on the fucking Mount Rushmore <laughs> of queers. But like, I don't know. It, it it is there is something kind of like nice in what I assume is like a 1960s sensibility of like sure. it's okay if you don't want to play sports. You're yeah. useful in other ways, yeah. like playing sports right. when I, people need you. When she, you you didn't mention when she says that she likes him and Rudolph literally has the most insane. I'm cute. And his eyes go. They literally turn into spirals. <laughs> yes. She thinks I'm cute. I think you're cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. Is this what she gives him like a little kiss on the cheek or is that later i think that's later yeah. uh yeah i think this is just like she goes like i think you're cute I or something you're cute right and he's like he, she thinks I'm cute. i can't do her voice either it's very all the voices Brooke, it's very breathy. every voice is impossible <laughs> I, I want to do them and i cannot <laughs> um anyway i i think that so we have rudolph we have Hermie. really the story like kicks into We're gear into motion once once they decide to run away together but yes I, I feel like i cut you off did you have any more on donner and his oppressive machismo it's just all of these things about him it's like everything he says he just is just degrading of this poor boy and I it's mean, just like mrs donner's a fucking pushover too oh uh, she just goes along with her husband's homophobia yeah it's just it's so latent like girlfriend Stand up to him. Right. Queen. And I mean, I think like when the two run away, we do get the Misfits song, which I think is a fucking incredible piece of cinematic audio. Yes. And so this is the... the Why are we such... Mi- uh, er, yes. Right? Yes. I We're just a couple of... I am not just a with just because my it. nose glows. Yeah. Why don't I fit in? Yep. It's not the only thing glowing or growing. Um, that's Pinocchio, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> there, uh, we'll rank the musical numbers at the end because there sure. is a correct and an incorrect ranking. Um, uh, yeah, no, of course, the correct ranking is um, no, don't do it. It has uh, um, let me see. It's called uh, "There's Always Tomorrow" is number one, worst song of all time. Should have been cut, and there should be a forty-five minute TV special. Yes. I'm so serious. <laughs> that song goes on for ten minutes. Yep. <laughs> okay so Um, what happens they set out they hit the road they hit the road they get a little lost um they escape and oh no wait they have to meet yukon cornelius first when's the snowstorm the the snowstorm i think that is that not when they meet no that's when they get to the island right yeah yes 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 yeah so 
Yukon Cornelius, mm-hmm. who we have discussed. He is the best character in this movie. The greatest person I in existence. I love his dogs so much. They are so cute. They're the, not sled dogs. The animation, they're little like fluffies. Yes. The animation of them is so cute. It's adorable. I'm obsessed. This is also why Yukon Cornelius is a bear because his dogs are like corgis and he is like a chihuahua loving bear. And that's what they would have. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have a big dog. Yeah. Little, it makes sense. Little fluffies. They're they're so cute. I love them. Anyway, he links up. He's like, wow, look at Let this. Let me guide these gays. I like that he's kind of like, these are my boys. You know, he's like a Immediately. dead mother. That's the thing is like, it is tender. Like yeah. no one's ever oh, really the best. mean who's gay. No, no. This is this is a movie about found family at the yes, same it time. Is. Again, even wow. though at mm. the end, because he, he has to go back and like beat the little heterosexual, but it's fine. Like the, uh, this is a movie about acceptance at the end of the day of and about 100%. how like gaining autonomy through your found family gives you like, you know, a new sense of purpose when you're dealing with your, you know, original family slash society, all that, all, all that. The ostracism stuff. of society. Yes, yeah. definitely. The abominable snow monster, AKA the bumble. I don't really know why there's an abominable snow monster. Cause he's this. gay too. Why not? Sure. They I mean, needed, why not? Maybe, maybe the abominable snowman was gay, and just he Santa forced him to go through so much trauma. Do you think that he's like internalized homophobia? Represented because he's yes. scary, and then like through yes. his friendship with these these people. Yes. Except Yukon Cornelius kind of turns him into like a pet, so I don't know about that. It um, is a little bizarre. It, like, it's weird. The the autonomy and like the nature of the abominable snowman itself, the mythology is a little it's, questionable. It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. They should think about that. They could add five more minutes on. Give <laughs> <laughs> Once again, lore. shaky lore. Right. Come the lore on, in people. this, a fucking mess. Didn't stop them from making like six Seven. <laughs> they were like, you know what? I where's, know what we need to do for this. Where's the Adventures of Yukon Cornelius animated series? That's what I want to I bet he shows up in some of these other ones. Like he has to, right? Because, yeah, okay, so there's Rudolph Shiny New Year, worst worst yeah, title ever. Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, which we mentioned. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Island of Misfit Toys, okay. which is a computer animated So movie. I saw that, and I growing up was scared of that movie it's, and the island of misfit toys in general well it's it's weird and computer animated yes. and it's the original like designs from this but it's so it's it does not work and it's just like that's like so insulting to yes. the the beautiful like original animation yes do um, you know why i was scared of the island of misfit toys brook why because it was like Toy Story and these were goddamn poor toys like Sid that were cast aside and not loved. And my heart was so sad. But they all get... They, they get loved in the end. They get kids at the end. No, I know. But in the island, they're all alone. And I'm just like, I want to help. But they have each other. Did you read about this thing on the Wikipedia, which I had no idea about? Jordan, I was going to bring this up. Thank Are God. you talking about Controversy the Dolly for Dolly Sue mystery? Literally. Yes reading this was eye-opening i true i like i actually felt like i was on a different plate of existence i'm 100 percent on this controversy I was like, i'm invested what okay Please. we have to we lay have this to out this is so important it's not particularly queer no but, but it's, it's important like it was one about- of the funniest things that i've ever read please yes okay so there is a a little um toy on the island of misfit toys called dolly for sue she's basically like a little kind of like raggedy ann looking mm-hmm. doll she's really cute adorable sure um, she looks like bonnie's doll in toy story yeah she's like a like a little doll that not a baby doll like when you have like one step right, above yes. a baby doll um <laughs> Dolly Fursu, this is straight from the Wikipedia, has sparked speculation since her debut, being a seemingly... Since her debut. Of course, naturally. Being a seemingly normal-looking ragdoll, fans and critics pondered over the truth behind Dolly's reasoning for being on the island of misfit toys for nearly 
50 years. <laughs> okay, pause. Stop right there. People have been talking since 1964 about this fucking doll. Insane. Just let that sink in. I Follow will... a question. Okay. They're questioning her appearance and why she's there. Yes. She's passing for one way, for shape, or form toy. for a normal toy. But that, hey, little gay. Trans legends, Dolly Versu. We have to stand. One could say. Good for Dolly. I, I, will, I will just put a caveat that this section of the Wikipedia um, needs expansion. <laughs> Apparently, it was just one person who has held the family <laughs> really grudge for so long. But there's long. like citations and everything. Oh yes, okay, keep um, going. So many, many believe Dolly was created because the rest of the toys on the island are boys, so they created a girl toy to balance the cast. Sure. I think that is the most reasonable explanation. Uh, agreed. Because there is, there's the Charlie in the box, the elephant. Who am I missing? There's a choo-choo train. The lion. Um, um he, no, he's like he watches King over Moon them. Dancer. I'm, I'm talking about the actual toys. There's a there's a train. Yes. Right. There yeah. is a fish who know there is a bird who swims and a mm-hmm. little fishbowl. Yes. Cute. Um, they're all, adorable. they're all just, they're all misfits. They're all misfits except for this one doll. Why right. is she there? Question mark, question mark, uh, question apparently mark. Some people were like, well, maybe it's her appearance. She's missing a nose. What normal rag doll do you know that has a nose? None. Um, actually raggedy Ann has a raggedy nose. Ann, yes. Um, <laughs> and Andy. <laughs> okay. So this is extremely funny. Rankin himself straight from the creator's mouth from admitted on December 8th, 2007, during a trivia game on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Rankin himself admitted in a recent interview she was cast off by her mistress and was clinically depressed. That's all I wrote down to. <laughs> this doll has to- mental illness. And you know what? You know where we put her? On the Island, on of, the Misfit island toys. of Misfit Toys. There's nothing queerer. I mean, invisible disabilities matter. Right. But also, like... Are you kidding me? It's bananas. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We gave this doll depression. There's like a a hundred other ways he could have handled that. I've been like, no, no, no. The mistress gave this doll away. Depression. It's very Toy Story 2 of them. Oh, hundred. I mean, perfect movie. I mean, but like, it's literally just when she loves me. Yes. Um, she is sad. Like the the doll cries. Yeah. I think I think that's part of it. Is that like she's supposed to be a happy doll and she cries. Oh, I guess so. Maybe it's like a sad doll. No, no, no. Rankin a said doll. <laughs> clinically depressed. depressed. She's not on meds. <laughs> God, I can't get over it. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. I was just scrolling through. I'm like, okay, sure. The original 1964 broadcast, yeah, different uh-huh. versions, blah, blah, blah. I was blah, like, blah, Dolly for Sue mystery. <laughs> right. Zoom. <laughs> God, so fucking good. Anyways, so Yukon uh, Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius is there. Basically, in my opinion, the Island of Misfit Toys is the the best sequence in this movie, uh, you know, just kind of like creatively, but also for what it represents. Yes. I think it, it makes... Uh, you know, if we're if we're looking at Christmas through a, a capital and commercialist lens, sure. as we must, I think it makes kids appreciate their toys in a way that I'm sure that Toy Story did yes, for, of course, many many of us here uh, in me. this country. Yep, um, like it makes you be like, I want to love and and care for my toys because I don't want them to I end up on the island of misfit toys. This is really sad. The yeah. doll was crying, right, in this children's movie. Yes, so I think that that's really sweet and it is literally just like yeah we're a found family right it's free from the discrimination of like the outside world yes they're on an island they are removed you can basically like only get there by accident right i mean i think it also like all of them do have a representation of something like charlie is obviously like his while 
Hermie is like femme voiced. Charlie is like femme voiced times two. And also. But also is being misnamed. Yeah. And like they are not accepting the name Charlie wants to go by. Mm-hmm. Whereas like everyone thinks that it's Jack, Should but he's a Jack it's a Charlie. He's a Charlie right. in the box. And like what is, you know, it's just that experience about yeah. like people not listening to like your name mm-hmm. that you want to go by. And like all of these characters, you can look at them and be like, oh, this is the, what they are representing within the queer community. It's the same thing that like is for Rudolph specifically. And that it's like, right. it's, it's not something related to like your interest. It's something related to like intrinsically, like who you are yeah. a- as a person, like the, um the bird who swims he's like i'm a bird who swims i'm not right. a bird who hates flying like right. this is what i do this is who i am this is who i am yeah i am queer yeah i swim i swim like i do the opposite of what you think that i should do what right. is it the elephant everyone he he has polka dots and he shouldn't right is that what yeah. it is Something who like ever that. heard of a polka dotted elephant <laughs> i love this is this scene i listen what is what is moon dancers like problem that it he is, has wings i think i think it's that he's a lion with wings but like it's kind of badass this dude has it fucking made oh he's he lives set. in a sick ass ice palace yes he has a crown yep he has some majestic ass wings mm-hmm. all of the rooms are pink all of the rooms are pink we have very to interesting wink wink um like i think that i don't know it's very hard to be like who's the gayest but King Moondancer really stands out to me. Interesting. interesting. Maybe we'll say, come back in the end to do our queer rankings. A queer, who, who is the queerest? Who's the like, queer? I just, I think that like, it's this combination. It's kind of like what we were talking about a little bit with Sam the Snowman, except yeah. I mean it for real this no, time. Yes. It's this combination of like living out of society, being like a found parent to all of these, Guiding like these basically kids, like yeah. young, young ones who don't have like the love that they deserve need, yeah. that they need i like, do think this is not to be like harp on this being like a, a coming of age liberal arts story <laughs> but it so is funny. like when you go to college and like you see other queer people who are already out and comfortable with their queerness within yeah. like queer organizations and groups and whatever and you join as like a baby freshman and you're learning and they're guiding you to like become comfortable with yourself it's the baby gay thing like yeah. whether it happens through college or whether it happens through right like in whatever an urban way shape or area. form yeah. like I, online I, whatever i <laughs> like i can't help thinking about kind of essentially like ballroom and like houses and like this island of misfit toys being like there is a mother i mean yes mother like daddy moonraker (laughs) you get on there what is not moonraker daddy moon dancer like his mother father moon dancer yes like looking over all of his children like it really is that like that very specific like so much of like houses and ballroom is about like I am your parent now, like you are my children. Like my job is not just to kind of like give you a home, but to like raise you, have like a second coming of age essentially that you didn't get to experience, even if you're coming from like a healthy background. And like, I think it really is this weird, like (laughs) one-to-one ratio because the Island of Misfit Toys, like they've already had a life that they were rejected from. Right. Like this is the chance for them to like, get a family yeah it's their it's their chance to have a normal happy life yeah and what's insane is that then they are brought into the heteronormative life like they can't actually exist within their island but i think like they have to in the end right you know they get their kids and they are sort of brought back by the throes of capitalism i don't think it is necessarily regressive though because in in this particular read Mm -hmm. 
Um, I can't believe I'm talking so seriously about this. Is this a, fucking this is, movie. this is serious. This is serious. Um, yes, yes, yes. But like, everyone needs love. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yes, love like, is love. Yeah, it's important for these toys that like they have kids. Yeah, like that they 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 get to. They be have loved. the love that they want without yes. anyone judging the love that they're getting. Yeah, that, like that the love of their kids really, is like the same love for really, them. Yes, really, that they are loved for who they, who they are. are. Yeah, that's the thing is yes. that it's like it's it's the sense of rejection of like oh I'm a polka dotted elephant instead of a gray elephant or oh I'm a doll right. that cries instead of smiles. But like yeah. at the end of the day, even if it is through maybe a slightly consumerist lens they end up with kids who love them for who they are just how like we can't escape the crush of capitalism but we right. can still succeed and thrive within it do totally. you know what i yes, mean yes, yes. like you don't have to you don't have to be ostracized from society to live as your authentic self and like get this kind of like quote-unquote mainstream love that you might deserve you you right. don't you don't have to live outside of society as a queer person yeah um like you, you can have both Porque no los dos, yeah. Porque no los dos. I think it is fascinating, though, like, just to keep going on this. It's like within the island, you have Moondancer sort of acting as, like, this king, this Oz sort of figure. You know what I mean? Like, granting these misfits their wishes. Yes. And I think it is fascinating when you have almost this, like, inter-community, like, discrimination that happens for a bit there, where, like, Charlie and the other misfits judge these misfits for not being misfit enough. Right. And, like, the self-question that Rudolph and Hermie... And you Corn Cornelius have where they're like, are we not gay enough to exist on this island for misfit toys? Must get rid of toxic in community. A hundred percent. But you know what I mean? It is that fascinating <laughs> yes. thing where you're like, when you are like, maybe you go to college and you're like, I'm out and I'm gay, but all these people are dressing more flamboyant or more within the norms of what people assume. And just because you're not doing that, you then question yourself of, am I actually gay enough? Must. When inherently, no matter what you are, but you're you feel like you have to fit into the boundaries and stereotypes within this, you know, society. But ultimately, like that society is just a way to escape from the the pressures of like heteronormativity and the crush of that weight. Yeah, there's no right way to be gay. There's right. no one right way to be gay, and uh, must get rid of toxic in community, as yeah. Harry Styles said in the best acting that he's ever done on that one SNL <laughs> episode. Haven't seen it. Um, Never will. What? Uh, you haven't seen the iconic must get rid of toxic in community. I have not. Wait, is it not Harry Styles? I feel like it is. I'll believe you no matter who I'm you gonna, say. Uh, yeah, it's it's so good. I'll, okay, I'll, wait. I'll, I'll watch. It is Harry Styles. Okay, okay. Um, this is this is the the iconic like Sarah Lee social media SNL sketch. Oh my god, it's so funny. So basically, I've never seen this. Bo and Yang and Cecily Strong play essentially like the 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 PR managers from Sara Lee Bread. Oh, okay, good. Off yes. to a good start. And Harry Styles plays like the guy who runs their Instagram account, basically. And he, the whole bit is he keeps forgetting to switch to his like personal. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Account, yes. Um, so like the official Sara Lee Bread account is tweeting things like feeling really depressed after threesome. What was supposed <laughs> to be a fantasy ended up more rejection. Must get rid of toxic in community. <laughs> So it's pretty funny and like it's like you are like replying to like these gays like on the sarah lee bread account there's <laughs> one funny. where it's like spit in my open throat or something it's it's so funny oh my god it's it's so great anyway incredible sketch highly recommend muscular I will toxic watch. in community and look harry styles called his shot he did he saw rudolph he and he is, was like i know i he, know what i have to do no but he is the toxic in the community mm-hmm. um he isn't don't worry darling no so bad so that is the the island of 
of misfit toys. I will say that um, King Moondancer allows uh, Hermie, three Rudolph, and Yukon yeah. to stay, but he asks them to basically like parlay to Santa and help right. help to find homes for the toys because he's like they they need love. They're yes. ba- they're like little babies. They are. They need they need love. It is so kind cute. of it is an Oz narrative. I have to say, they go to this big palace. A booming voice mm-hmm. gives them a mission. There is a lion. Oh, a witch. <laughs> and a wardrobe. There is, there is a wardrobe. <laughs> Fuck, they are in a there wardrobe. There is a closet is what there is. You'll wear it and you'll like it. It's that's so bad. So it's bad. It's awful. When you think about it. That's a really good impression, though, I have Thank to you. say. Thank you. Um. So the thing that is like crazy is that there's a giant time jump in this movie. A huge time jump. That is not really discussed at all. What when Rudolph ditches t- and like yes. to go back, time goes. He becomes a grower. He gets older. He has horns. He has horns. But like, but it's he un- leaves because he's afraid of endangering his friends. Like it's really yes. sad. It's he ditches them so and he, he like doesn't say what's going on. He like comes of age in the middle of the woods alone. Yes, it's like Hakuna Matata, but like within yes. how long and yeah. how quick? Yeah, because it's still I think the same Christmas. Well, no, it can't be. It is has it? to be. Yeah, I think it is. I just think he grows really quick. That's so weird. Yeah. It's bizarre because then bizarre. the big snowstorm comes and you have Sam the snowman where he's like, don't oh. tell me I can't look till it's over. And it's like, yes. you're telling the story. You're looking. Stop being a bad narrator. Are you really mad at Sam the I'm snowman so mad for at not Sam the accurately breaking the fourth wall? I he mean, was, my uh, God. Was Sam the Snowman Deadpool before Deadpool? Okay. Um, I regret letting <laughs> you <laughs> talk me into this. Yeah. We we mentioned that everyone thinks that Rudolph is dead. Right. Weirdly low note for a children's movie. A little dark. Yukon Cornelius also technically dies, dies but then comes back to life. Christ, everyone is also kidnapped uh-huh, by the snowman. An abominable snowman. And multiple characters are like knocked unconscious yep. by said abominable snowman. Who but looks then- very cute. He is cute, and especially once he has him. no teeth. Right, um, mm, but then he turns he tur- he turns out to be to be nice because he bounces, and then Yukon Cornelius is like, "Oh, we're friends now," and I kind of ride him around like right. a giant pet. Strange. Um, I I don't really know what to make of that. There's that weird the bit where Hermie like oinks during that sequence. You remember that? Yes, that's how he li- he's like the distraction. Yeah, I think he's like a pig because it's like the abominable uh, someone wants to eat them apparently, uh, but then he takes out all his teeth so that he won't be able to eat anybody. Right. So is he like um, a vegetarian? I guess so. They probably make that joke. Yeah. Um. But or, he, he does trim the Christmas tree back at the North Pole, which is, which is good pretty for cute. him. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. Anyway, nobody dies. No. Everyone escapes the abominable snowman in a very weird third act uh, climax. But wait. There's more. It's not over yet because as we've been teeing up, they have to return to heterosexual society. Of course, conservatism wins, baby. Well, not really because they are all now fully formed. Except that Rudolph really only... Rudolph's the only one who looks gay now. No, I was going to say that Rudolph really only like completes his art his arc by receiving external validation from the people that bullied him in the first place. Yep. Kind of sucks, doesn't it? I think you should say fuck you and fuck this whole operation yeah. he should say i hope christmas i hope this is the year without santa claus is what he should say damn straight i don't know does he i don't remember does he basically like b- 
barter with Santa to be like, listen, if I do this for you, we're making one stop first and it's the Island of Misfit Toys. Or is it kind of just that. like, surprise, I just here. think that's how, it, yeah, I think it's more of a well, surprise, here we are. Maybe and then Rudolph, Santa's like, oh, where are we? And then they're like, Santa, we're Misfit Toys, help us, you know? I, uh, I think that Rudolph should be a little bit more of a comrade and maybe grow his spine. Yeah, it's kind of fucked, honestly. Maybe Rudolph's <laughs> problematic within the community. Are we canceling <laughs> Must Rudolph get rid this of year? toxic in community. <laughs> Hermie's the only good one. Hermie uh, and Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> um, I think there was a quote in here. I wrote this down. I, I want you to confirm if this is true, that a character says, I have no dreams left to dream. Mm. Um... A little depressing. A little depressing. This, I want to say it was Hermie. All these Rankin and Bass movies are like weirdly somber. Dark. I think we yes. were talking about it off mic, but during the uh, terrible song, There's Always Tomorrow, sung by Clarice. There's always tomorrow. It's this very like slow, meant to be emotional ballad where Rudolph like sheds a couple of tears. Yes. Like little animated tears. Mm-hmm. Um, It's it's bizarre. Dar- I mean, Frosty's depressing frosty like melts in front of this young child's eyes and like she's sobbing and like this magician's like haha i have my magic hat now and you're like this is depressing rankin and the rankin and bass animation also like makes sad children look so sad because their eyes are so big yeah like it it's bad i'm telling you the blue christmas um like scene i'll have to watch it's it, it, it hits. It, it's so upsetting. Um, like, who wants to see, you know, stop motion animation animated children crying? No Nobody. one. Nobody. But it it ends this this movie ends on like obviously a very upbeat yes note. Um, an upbeat note, depressing for the gays, but yes. But honestly, a lot of the gays win. Here's the thing: Hermie does a great job, um, with fulfilling his dentist dreams, and he but does he doesn't not open a shop. He does or he doesn't. Does not in this yet. Does he in future? I don't know. Probably. But like, who's to say, he doesn't have to open it in this. What's important is that he goes he, back and he doesn't have to conform. Right. Does he get support from the big guy? I don't think the big guy likes him in this. Does he? No, I think he does. Okay. I think he gets support because of what he did with the, uh, the snowman, the abominable snowman. Like okay. he, he's, he's happy with kind of his dentistry skills. Okay. And so. what does Yukon then do? Does Yukon just kind of gets beloved he's because he's like tamed the beast? Listen, Yukon never needed to grow. He was perfect. He's looking for silver and gold and he, he found it and some friends along the way. And he still has his cute little doggies. It is. Um, is, that, is that the best song? It's so good. Which song? Silver and gold. It's such a banger. I love silver and gold. Silver and gold decorations so on great. every. And how the trees get decorated mm. with like the old fashioned tinsel. Mm. Oh, makes me so happy. It rolls. Um, Were you a tinsel family? No, um, red bows and mm. no rainbow lights. No rainbow homophobic lights. white lights. Canceled. Or yeah, oh, orange lights. White, white, white only. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It just fit the vibe. That makes. We sense. were very like old fashioned Christmas, Christmas decorations, decorations. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. very like classical, classic clean white Christmas vibes. Yeah, but not like the gross like only white and silver and like no personality. Like I right. hate that. No, no it's just like, like the, very... not not the super yeah. modern. Just like yeah. the classic crisp like. New England mm-hmm. decorations. Yes, yes, yes. yes Classical yes. New England. You know the vibes. 100%. Um, yeah. So, and they sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as the events of that song are carried out in the last three minutes. <laughs> Everyone apologizes. So that's great. Um, and the, the, the toys from the Island of Misfit Toys do get delivered to kids, which I think is a very heartwarming um, sequence. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. It's cute. It's cute. 
Um, Do you have a favorite version of Rudolph the song? Like this version sung by Burl Ives or like the classic like Bing Crosby I like version? the Burl Ives version. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Um, it's a little jauntier. Yeah. I hate any version of a Christmas song where there are like, they, like children. No, oh, there are like mm. extra children in the background. Do you Don't know what I like mean? Don't like that. Children singing, often creepy. Always creepy. Yes. Unless... Like, Unless you're Dead Man's Bones with Ryan Gosling and it works. No, still creepy. <laughs> intentionally. But intentionally creepy. Children cre- it's children singing is basically always creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why they hired a uh, 56-year-old woman to voice Clarice for the song. But speaking of songs, yes. we should rank the musical numbers. There are eight <sighs> musical numbers in, in this, this film. And we are ranking them by like their rendition in the film. Yes, Not yes, yes. by like quality of overall song. Although, right. you know, there can be some overlap. Um, starting at the bottom... Starting at the bottom, yes. All right, let's like, let's see, let's go one and one because I think the worst song we can both agree is, uh, is "There's Always, Always Tomorrow. Tomorrow." The worst, uh, despicable. Yes, it, it's so bad. I think number seven is the most wonderful. No, wait. I would agree. I yeah. was going to say the most wonderful, wonderful day, day of the year, year by the which Misfit is Toys. The Misfit Toys song. Misfit I Toys. Mean, is, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's not it's a fine. banger. The, it's their their little like talky moments are the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number six, jingle, jingle, jingle. I have "We Are Santa's Elves." I really like that song, if only for the meta joke where Santa is like, I can't eat with that stupid song. He hates them singing. (laughs) It's so, that's a phenomenal runner. This is what happens when you have indentured servants, dude. They rise up. Okay. questionable ethics I here in christmas kind of town like jingle 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 just because it's just ridiculous but i would put we are santa's elves only one above it right so i is that what does the king of jingling mean i don't know i asked that i, I posed that question i'm the king, king of jingling, jingling. anyway is uh, that you? was that you running around the house with your jingling yeah, thing probably okay so we're up to top four yeah, yeah, top yeah. Four. okay i would put we're a couple of misfits we're a couple at of number misfits. Four. Why am I such a nitwit? Because yes, it is agree. pretty nasally. Yeah, and uh, slightly Hermie annoying. is awful. Yeah. Um, um, I would say then Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Completely agree. It's fine. A good song. Good song. But there's two songs on there that are bangers. Yes. Uh, Silver and Gold I Have Then is next. Ooh. I Holly Jolly Christmas like, is, ascended. Is so yes. You yes. know what I mean? It yes. became like an icon, a legend of Christmas. Yes. I, I would agree with you that Silver and Gold is number two and coming in at number one with a bullet is yeah. have a Holly Jolly Christmas, yeah. which I love that song. Now, my favorite rendition of that song is the... Bing Crosby version. It's a good version. Um, yes, it's it makes me so happy. <laughs> Kiss her once for me. So cute. Um, wow, we did it. <laughs> it's usually so much harder, that, but it's kind of nice when three of the songs are duds. Yeah, and then three of them are really good. Yes. Um, that was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> um, I implore you if you have not revisited this film in a while. Let me tell I you. I want to watch some of these sequels just to fucking see. I, I don't know if I do. The only one that kind of interests me is there was like some other weird thing that happened, I think, like kind of recently. Maybe well, it's not. like they had an issue with the copyright because they put the wrong date down, yeah, which is which is so hilarious. Funny. That seems like a very me move. Oh, here it was. Okay. There is... A weird short film adaptation of like oh. an offshoot of a book that was based on this movie. It's called T E A T E A M, like, like, like team. team, Team Rudolph and the Reindeer Games. Oh god! Um, and it was released in 2018. So like, I don't know what that is. 
really seems oh, here like they, they missed the message of this uh, this movie, I gotta say. I, I will be extremely impressed if you can find literally one image from this. I found an image. It looks the same. Great. It like has that weird cleaner look. However, Brooke, to your to your happy knowledge, Fireball appears to be on this team now. As are there seems to be two does. Oh, they're girls because there there aren't really any does that are doing like no. things. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vincent, and Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitz, and are all guys. are all guys. And in the remind me in the reindeer game sequence, does Clarice actually do anything, nope. or does she just stand nope, there? Nope, it's just the bucks. Okay, so that's what I thought, and I was like, this is really like helping my argument. Yep. And I was like, if this is like co-ed reindeer games, it kind of ruins. No, no, no. They, no, but it, uh, no. They specifically say it's like for the bucks. Well, men, like Donner men, says it's like it's buck for the time. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's buck time. <laughs> um, The men do work and the women stand around and look pretty in their bows. You know what it is? And there are no names. It's all the bucks go and all the does, they, they go for inspection, which is a little, it's a little weird. So weird. All right. Wanna, anyway, I don't want to know what that is. Um, that's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I just wanted to say, as, as we said, this is played like this is the most popular like movie of all time yes <laughs> i don't know that was gross titanic i don't know if that's true but um i do wonder yeah i mean like that's the thing with christmas movies is like i'm sure i've seen more christmas movies than i have like or i've seen certain christmas movies more than i've seen any other movie just because every year you watch it mm-hmm. so do you think that because this is the longest basically like playing Christmas movie that this is like maybe one of the most played movies of all time. It might be. So I was looking at kind of like gross estimates yeah. and stuff like that. Cause obviously it was a TV movie, by the way, Burl Ives receives residuals from this movie. Oh my God. Um, he's the only actor in the cast that does because he was like, you, you know, a, um, a thing before. Yeah. And also um, apparently residuals were like very new at this time. Oh my which is interesting. So we had a nice shrewd agent. Jesus, how much do you, how many I know. points do you think he's I, fucking getting on can this you thing? Believe? And like all these like, low rent Canadian actors who were specifically hired because they're cheap. And this right. Like they're just like cursing the sky. Literally the most famous movies of all time. This is so crazy. Apparently, the main cast voices received only $1,000 over the three years after the special's original airing. It has in some years, some years since made an estimated $100 million. That sucks. Yep. That's got to blow. One. Hundred million dollars. You're. This is exa- that's crazy. I'm glad you're saying this because I started looking up Rudolph merchandise, and there is so much merchandise for Rudolph stuff. It is bananas, and I think honestly everyone can probably make something because of the copyright. Like you have these characters across every single form of toy. Yeah. You want ornaments. You want t-shirts mm-hmm. you want whatever they have it and the thing is also then there was like rudolph everything else like just normal outlines of a rudolph thing sweaters yeah shirts oh yeah the merch for like this movie technically because this movie is so synonymous with like what we think of uh, as, as rudolph. rudolph yes um that's why like wizard of oz merch is so crazy yes because like wizard of oz is technically like uh, so many parts of it are public ip but right. like there's very specific imagery that's like under copyright under ngm's copyright yes so that like no one can actually use it absolutely fascinating i have a question for you actually this is important did you get annoyed or upset ever in other movies or books 
what have you when they had Santa's reindeer and they didn't have Rudolph because it would always irk me because I feel like Rudolph was like a part of it. But like in a, for instance, the Santa Claus trilogy. Oh, see, I've never seen any of those. There's no voice. Rudolph. I assume that it's because like, first of all, Rudolph, giant main character energy, you know, mm, true, attention true, true. hog. And I think that the idea is that like, weirdly, he's like, you only trot him out for special occasions. Mm, okay. A little yeah. weird. Interesting. So they just He's not bring like a day out the player. gay every once in a while just to kind of appease the Rainbow mainstream. Rainbow capitalism on. wins again. It comes out <laughs> one day a year, Brooke. They throw on that fucking flag color icon and that's it. <laughs> See you in hell, you stupid fruit. Um, <laughs> one of the best memes of all yes. time, right up there with must get rid of toxic in community. Rainbow capitalism wins again. Tisk tisk. Um, so fucked. Speaking of rainbow capitalism, <laughs> guess what this is on Letterboxd? Um, well, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I assume this is on Letterboxd. Oh, it's got to be right. I did. Oh, you didn't log. I it? know. I did log okay. in. Okay. I have my my. So re- you know. My review was God. I watched this movie so long ago. I think my review was this is the gayest movie we've ever covered on the podcast. I can tell you this is without a doubt the gayest film we will we will ever uh, have on the podcast. See that's past tense. That's a that's a quite like a, a, Called my a flag in the, in the sand right there. I just, before you guessed the letterbox rating, can't stop thinking about that tweet. It's like every leftist girl's boyfriend. Yep, looks there it like. is. You gone Cornelius. Um, <laughs> I just want to point out that similar to many other films we have covered. If you take please, a quick br- glance at, yes. at the, the, the top letterbox reviews, Every we're all the same person. What do they all say? Um, give, give, us, give us a taste. Sarah says, I know I will watch literally anything and call it a gay allegory, but this time I'm extra serious. <laughs> I'm telling you, everything about it, there is not a single straight person outside of Santa and Mrs. Um, Claus and Mrs. and Mr. Donner. Yes, Zara says, homophobic of Rankin and Bass to make Hermie dance with one of the girl elves of the end when he's clearly gay as fuck. Relatable. True. Um... <laughs> uh hermie is the best character in fiction santa is mike pence question mark questionable um yeah it's great and cole duffy says please enjoy this twitter thread that proves i'm insane queer theory applied to rudolph the red nose reindeer yet another scholarly example of how we are impeachably right right. we're never wrong letterbox letterbox rating what do you think this has an average of i don't even know how you're gonna predict this honestly like truly i didn't give this a rating because i'm like i don't this is i don't i have i have outside of stars no idea how to rate this quality wise my head says like most people just give it like a three so i'm gonna go with like a two nine Mm, is that your final answer no Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm just I'm just asking. It's been a I always ask on the solos to give you give you a little extra time. Maybe I'll be a little more complimentary. I'll give it like a three one. It's a three six. Really? That's nuts. It's listen, I don't think that like people are going on here and I mean a lot of people actually rated this three, three and a half or four stars, but like I, I feel would like... not go on and just throw this three stars. Right. Like it come on i just don't that's why i I can't rank this like the only christmas movie i really like of the animated like classic ones i'll rank is like charlie brown because i'm like that is a five star perfect five star banger look at the he's so cute he's really cute rudolph is really cute like my nose glowing the thing about this movie is that the animation is adorable if the animation didn't work which it doesn't in future installments i think that's why they fail as movies no yeah listen we're watching this for the craft and right. also for the homosexual subtext. Of course. But I've, I've always loved this style of stop motion animation. And I think it is so charming and it, it really does like 
it makes me feel like it evokes Christmas. a certain feeling it does yes. um we would go to like my aunt's house in new hampshire and this hey, would always hey, be playing hey. and they always had a lot of like rudolph toys in that house yeah not like to, or like figurines rather and like because we weren't a big rudolph house so i always associated that house with like rudolph, rudolph. when we would it's, go there for great. christmas it really does evoke like christmas nostalgia yeah nostalgia i anyway. do want to cover there is a monster rankin and bass one Ooh. when we were saw carrie at the new bev mm. they had a trailer for it i think or it was when i saw little shop but either way i want to track down that movie and see if it's actually good or not my gut says probably not probably not we'll see if we can find it anyways then. brooke <sighs> where the fuck are you ranking this in the queer quadrant i mean i have mine if you want me to go first no i think i, I think i got this go i i'm gonna give it four out of five stars because here's the thing normally i would give it like slam dunk five out of five because it's like this is crazy but like as we talked about it's kind of a depressing ending for rudolph <sighs> you know listen no 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 i'm not i'm not yucking your yum yeah yeah, yeah. as yukon cornelius would say it's as thick as peanut butter you mean pea soup you eat what you like and i'll eat what i like <laughs> I've never forgotten that line. I think it's so funny. Yukon Cornelius um, is such a good he's character. He's such a legend. The name's Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the north. I'm going to give it four stars because as we talked about, they really only accept Rudolph because they decide that he's useful and not to be like, did you know that Rudolph is actually like a fucked up movie? You know that monologue in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where she's like, Rudolph is right. Like Rudolph is racist. It's about racism. Yes. Um, I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Did we talk about um, that on our Kiss Kiss Bang Bang I don't know episode? we did. Oh, Richie plays basketball. Suddenly we like it. <laughs> It was further proof that I've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang way too many, many times. times. You know, it, it is kind of like a weird lesson at the end of the day, even though I'm sure it wasn't intended to be like that. But Hermie does get to live his dentist dreams and everyone gets self-actualization through the Island of Misfit Toys. And there's a fucking flying lion with a crown whose name That's is true. King Moondancer. Like, hello, what do you want me to do? I give this four stars. W what do you think? I was going to go with five. I know. I, I could see it in your eyes. But I, I like I said, I don't want to yuck your yum. But, 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 but. Brooke, it must be said, I think you're right. Like, just because this movie is oozing queerness and queer characters throughout, ultimately, what it is leaving the audiences with is something on a downbeat. And in, like, Donner and, like, the inherent homophobia kind of wins a little bit in the end. Like, while he is beloved by all and santa lets him lead his sleigh tonight yeah will santa always let him lead this sleigh tonight i don't know i don't know. i don't think so yeah. and like while they go off to a fun liberal arts college and have their fun they do eventually come back to their town and let the people who bullied them kind of use them and yeah. that kind of sucks for the queers yeah so i'll give it four and a half stars but it is a banger and there is not a single straight lead character it's, within this movie. It's true. It's true. It's true. I think that um, once again, our friend Brian Moylan from Vulture puts it very well, sort of like, because they, they talk like very um, eloquently about kind of like this forced heterosexuality. Yes. Santa as super ego by the end of this movie has warmed to those who express their sexual differences. The homophobia that fueled their fear has been rendered harmless, though still present. Those who were formerly shunned because of their flamboyant differences have been embraced in a particular way. Rudolph is the parable of gay acceptance that many of us always wanted and some of us didn't know that we already had. So it is the sort of like gay acceptance within heteronormative society, but it does still count for something. Yeah. So I like it. 
That's good. Boom. I like it. Um, we did not talk about how Yukon Cornelius wahoos at uh, wahoo! everything. I just went on the IMDb quotes where it's like, uh, peppermint, what I've been searching for my whole life. I've struck it rich. I've got peppermint. Wahoo. Next quote. Whoa. Whoa. Wahoo. Every quote. A wahoo. I got to tell you, though, my favorite probably Yukon Cornelius line reading, other than the piece Yukon, which I think is hilarious, is silver. Incredible line reading. <laughs> Thank you. I hope I didn't blow out the mics too much on that one. Wow. Some of these quotes are really, th- this 60s dialogue, baby, this is, this is incredible. <laughs> You'll never fit in. Now come to elf practice. Learn how to wiggle your ears, <laughs> chuckle warmly, go hee-hee and ho-ho, and important stuff like that. A dentist? Good grief! Whoa! Oscar now! Oscar now! Colin Farrell, I'm coming. Do you... That was so good! I got it down now, I'm baby. shook! Do you remember that meme that was going around that was essentially just a different people busting down doors and it would just be, why weren't you without practice? Yes. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> There's so um, many good memes. That's also, this is maybe one of our better meme movies as yes. like a society because everyone's seen it. Why weren't you without practice? Um. Okay, getting getting off of the memes, I, I would just like to leave us with kind of like an exchange that is, you know, ripped straight from the text that I sure. think, although deceptively kind of average on the surface, really does sum up everything that's important about this film. Um, this is when Hermie and Rudolph are, are running away to, to the woods and Hermie says, hey, what do you say we both be independent together, huh? Mm. Rudolph says, you wouldn't mind my red nose? And Hermie says, not if you don't mind me being a dentist and then they both say it's a deal and they become best friends forever to me that is like a coming out conversation and acceptance all in one and i really think that that is like what the heart of what this movie is about as the entire internet apparently uh has already discovered yes um but we've been we've been wanting to cover this film for like two years since we started basically since we started and you texted me in a frenzy rudolph is so gay yes and we've been waiting two years and uh here it is and it was worth every minute not for you finish the job or you're fired why weren't you in (laughs) hell practice (laughs) good grief um thank god we didn't go into voice acting why i would have killed it (laughs) you actually would have killed it as only one thing no your your donner impression is also amazing thank you thank you Um, did you know that the voice of the head elf was also in fiddler on the roof <laughs> kind of a banging filmography. Only those two movies. <laughs> Great. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the annual unhinged holiday classic read from us. It is our annual holiday gift to you. What? 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 <laughs> there are more important things than comfort. Self-respect. Santa can't object to you now. Donner, what the fuck? These are crazy. Every line by Donner. Just forcing that poor kid this back poor, into the closet. The kid's like deeper two and years deeper. old. Literally, how about when a fully grown adult reindeer coach is like, from now on, we won't let Rudolph play reindeer games, right? And everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck Rudolph. The hell? Sorry. Anyway, 
Um, thank you so much for coming Rudolph with is us gay. on this journey. Thank you so much uh, for being here um, with us on this journey. It's going to be a very fun holiday season. Oh boy, it is. Um, for updates, you can follow us mostly on Twitter. I'm at Brookby Solomon. Jordan H. Gustafs. Nope, Jordan H. Gus. Great. And we're together at Queer Quadrant. And we're also on Letterboxd at Brookby Solomon. Torn H. Gus. Thank you. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple, uh, in a sleigh, the Island of Misfit Toys, Obvi, wherever else you care to get your podcast. Drop us are a rate. Are you a Misfit Toy? Are, we, we all are. Drop us a rate, five Misfit Toys only. Um, our <laughs> review, maybe a subscribe. And tweet us. Tell us if you have a personal queer Twitter thread about this movie, because it seems like everyone does. And let us know what you would like us to cover in the future i just want to say that uh you may have noticed that you made it through this episode without some sort of weird holiday bracket game mm. as you may know two years ago we ranked different kinds of movie theater Mo- candy yes and then uh, drinks last year we ranked movie theater drinks yes uh this, this year, year this year we are not doing a bracket <clears throat> we're doing something better oh baby is it better are you ready for me to, to announce do this? it okay after our sort of like classic like three holiday films um our final episode of the year is going to be an award show oh my god but not just any award show what is it brooke closing out the year oh my we god. are going to be having the <laughs> qq qualifiers oh baby clean crisp and cool aka the qualies the qualies from the quaddies i just want to say and i'm sure we will repeat this on the actual episode that titles that we discussed for what to call this award show included both the queries and <laughs> the, the quaddies so we should all be very happy Quaddies. that we went with the QQ qualifiers. qualifiers yes. Um, uh, you will hear more about that in a couple weeks. It's going to be fun. It's not going to be like a traditional award show, and it's obviously just going to be like two of us talking into microphones. So, yeah, but end you know. of the year roundup, favorite things, certain mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will have, we some, have some categories. Ideas. It's, yeah. it's going to be good. But that's in a couple weeks. But what is next week? Next week, you're in for a completely different beast. Oh, boy. A movie that I still haven't seen. Yeah, movie that I have unfortunately seen. Uh, next week, we are covering The Family Stone. Yep. I have no idea what to expect. Jordan uh, does. Less gay than this, but still gay, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be fun. Yeah. Maybe. We'll find out. Um, ho, ho, ho. No, uh, no head elf yelling, unfortunately. Elf practice? Slay as always. Ooh, queen. Um, don that gay apparel. Go uh drape your Christmas or non-denominational holiday tree yes. in silver and gold. It's what Burl Ives would have wanted. And uh we'll see you next week. A dentist! <laughs> and Brooke, do you have anything you'd like to leave our dentists with? Thank you, goodbye. Uh, Dentist!